Welcome to Duel of Taints. This is Kane. And I'm Rhett. And uh, Rhett, what are you listening to lately? What kind of music? Music, Kane? <laughs> For fuck's sake. Uh, yeah, man. So lately, I've, I've, got, I've been going back a little bit to what I've been listening to um, like a few years ago. I've been hitting up the Miles Standby, the Fleet Foxes, like alternative indie folk rock band. Hipster music. It truly is hipster music, dude, for sure. Um, I've actually been going through and listening. Have you ever heard of Animals as Leaders? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been going through. They have a new album, and uh, it's fucking so good. It's like total, um, like, uh, you know, math, gent, uh, melodic, whatever, progressive metal. So many um, different freaking names for metal and hardcore. You know? Dude, I know. it's It gets a little overboard sometimes. Um, well, it's like, I mean, like, there's like post-hardcore, emo post-hardcore, melodic post-hardcore. Yeah, you can go on and on. Like, literally, actually, like, one of my favorite things on, uh, have you ever been on to Metal Sucks? No, it's I It's a website that is sort of, ironic sometimes because it's like a metal news website but um you know they kind of make fun of it sometimes like they have like the weekly like hardest metal band name to read like in this stereotypical like metal font you know what i mean Oh, i hate that shit i know it's so dumb but they're like is this a picture of a tree uh tree branches or a metal logo why do why do metal bands do that i don't know and here's the here's the funny part you don't see real famous metal bands do that. The reason being, they're famous because people could read their fucking names and know who they are. <laughs> I think it's become like a trope that people who join into the scene like feel like they have to fulfill. Um, because, like, really, I always sort of thought it would be funny to do it to Monster Addicts. Like, just have the most unlegible, uh, you know, font logo <laughs> possible. And people are like, who is this? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't And matter. that was part of the joke. It really didn't matter. Well, it's like, I don't know. I I hate, like, that last show we, play, we played a show, there's so many fucking high schoolers there. And that's cool, because I used to be one of those kids. But, like, it bugged me, like, some of those bands, you know, just high school young kids. And a lot yeah. of the bands we played with. I mean, I'm, I'm only 28. So that's not that old in the big scheme of things. But in the, the type of music we play, I'm a fucking old man. <laughs> I am old. Yeah, truly. I feel that way too. Like I feel like a wizened old man. You know, you're like, middle aged. <laughs> am I? The four, the five year, four or five years between us makes it. You're middle aged. I'm I'm an old man. I'm apt to have my midlife crisis soon. In the when it comes to music, <laughs> you know, go buy yourself a overly expensive Les Paul or something. What are you trying to say about my current Les Paul? Sorry. I'm sorry. Asshole. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, that my Les Paul actually wasn't expensive or anything, and I made a good deal on. It. I traded up for it a little bit, so I just meant like you know midlife crisis. You go buy a car, or yeah, some, yeah, yeah. Going to go buy Black Beauty with my full stack with orange uh, cabs and. I used to be a huge fan of orange until I got to actually use an orange head and cab. Not as cool as I thought it was. I would probably still go with... I was with disappointed. The, I'd still go with the orange or, like, the Mesa Boogie. Mesa Boogie, much much better. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Monster Addict's last album was actually all Mesa Boogie. And it did was you play it at... Did a you have 6505 a, okay, head, but Mesa Boogie speakers, and holy crap. 
Way better. Yeah, man. They don't run around, man. Um, but I'm still a fan of Orange. You can go screw yourself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the drive-in recorded with Orange. That was pretty sweet. Every band back then did. Like, seriously. Like, back in that Yeah, era, Orange went through, like, a phase where they were just, like, the, the, the hot the shit to you. The cabinet. To, if you were in a band, then you had Orange. You been watching any of the World Cup? Oh man, I wish a little. Neither I've been following it. All right, next bit. subject. I'm out. <laughs> but I wait, someone who, bit who somebody. Have you been listening to? Have you been listening to music? Uh, do you keep up with new like metal? No, music I don't. I don't. It's so hard to do. I, I I used to. I used to try, but I just I get so tired of it. Well, and it's such a fast changing field. Like it's almost like playing Magic, where like you have to keep up with all the new well, sets and like. That's actually a really good analogy. But no, I I just I uh, I just. I was in that scene for so many years, and I've seen bands like I played with when they were nobodies, and all of a sudden they're somebodies, and like you guys fucking suck. Yeah, not all of them. I mean, there's a couple bands like um, fuck, I don't even know who's famous right now, but I mean, like mm. I remember there's a band. I don't even know if they're still around. They're called the, they were called the Showdown. The Showdown. I was just I, listening to them. Earlier. I pl- I played with them before they were anybody. I saw them like three years ago. Okay, so they might be still around, but. Ten years ago, we we played with them down in Grants Pass, Oregon. Yeah, and there there's nobody touring band, you know. It's yeah, shit band, and then the, two years later, you know, they just blew up. So it's like, but they're the one. Of the, but they were actually awesome. That's, that's they're really good. See, I don't know. Like I said, I don't listen. to They're them. still really good. Like they had one guitar player at their last time I saw them. Yeah, the one of the guys quit or something. Yeah. Um, but I'm like the same way. Like I had all those bands like I was super into, and so. I try to keep up with, like, the the music I tend to gravitate towards now that's, like, newer in, like, that scene is, like, more, like, traditional metal yeah. or, like, uh, you know, stuff like that. Like, that's why, why I like Animals as Leaders right now because it's just, like, no bullshit and it's kind of, like, grown-up music in a sense. Like, I go back and listen to some of the music I listened to, like, when I was in high school. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, dude, the Chariot is really good, but... The Chariot's... Their first... Two, possibly three albums were awesome, and then they literally just, they did not change. They kept trying to repeat it. They kept, I mean, a lot of people like it. They don't want, they don't want bands to evolve, you know? Like, Nirvana got so much shit when Enduro came out, which I think is actually a better album which than Which is, that's Nevermind. the album that they wanted to make. Yeah, but yeah, like, that's the thing is, I like it when bands like, expand their horizons. Chariot just did not do that. It was all that same math core bullshit. The first two, possibly three albums, it worked. But that's just my opinion. No. Like right, but right now, I, what I'm listening to mostly, it's actually podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I look, dude, I listen to so I, many I podcasts. I listen to tons of podcasts. Well, shoot, what podcasts do you listen to? Uh, well, Smodcast is always a go-to. Every day, dude. They so, got so many good shows. Uh, tell them Steve Dave is really good. Why, Bri? Why, Bri? Actually, we listened, to that, we listened to that last night. I love Fat Man on Batman. Well, Fat Man on Batman's good. But, um, I mean, my favorite is Smodcast all day. Yeah. Like, dude, have you listened to, like, some of their latest episodes? I have. No, I, I'm oh, still on so older ones still. funny. So funny. No, I've been, uh, <laughs> really, I've been listening to, uh, Astronomy Cast. I've been on a big science kick lately. But then, uh, one that you told me about, which is awesome, it's really hot shit right now. I heard it's, like, the number one it's podcast. It's, like, the number one podcast on iTunes, yeah. yeah. Uh, Welcome to Night Vale. Mother of God, that's a cool. Yep. I freaking love Night Vale, dude. It's so good. But um, now music wise, 
It's actually epic rap battles of history. I downloaded, I had like a iTunes gift card, and I downloaded like 12, 13 of uh, their songs and yeah. some funny shit. It's interesting because uh, you know Warped Tour is coming through Oregon tomorrow, Sunday the twenty ninth of June. Just so you guys know how long it takes to get out, <laughs> but uh, it's interesting to see like all these bands going back through that were like popular when I was in it, and they're like somehow still around. Like Chiodos went away for a long time. Do you ever? No, you ever I never listened them? to that. Well, they went away for a long time, but like now they're back and going to Warp Tour. Well, like who else? Um. Fuck, thanks for putting me on the spot, asshole. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck, who else? I had a list of bands earlier. Oh, one of my favorite bands. They're kind of small, though. They're called A Lot Like Birds. They're, like, kind of like a mathy, like, punky. They're um, called A Lot Like Birds? Yeah. They're pretty cool, actually. I like them. Yeah. They're different, is why they're cool. Um, yeah, the whole... I don't know. The whole, like, naming your band... <laughs> thing after we've sentences had, we've around. had this conversation it's, it's before like, yeah i mean some bands have pulled it off i started noticing i, I know they're not the first band to do it although they did it because they started in like 1994 95 at the drive-in that's the first band i ever noticed who did it i don't know if they're the first band to do it no probably not probably not but they did it years and years before it was actually like the popular thing to do but now you got all these like all 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 what, all that remains, or whatever they're called. Yeah, all that remains. All that remains. I mean, you can go down like the last like, like Birds. He is Legend. He is Legend, which is actually they're actually a decent band. I fucking love He is Legend. Dude. He is Legend. That's what I was jamming out. That's what got me back into like going through my old, uh, all my old um, playlists was because freaking on my one of my Spotify channels, like freaking uh, one of the songs off of um, what album is that that has Suck Out the Poison and. It's like, that's not I Am Hollywood, is it? No. No, I think it's Is that after. Suck Out the Poison? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I think that's the one after. But it has Suck Out the Poison, Attack of the Dungeon Witch, China White. Um, Attack of the Dungeon Witch is seriously like in my top five like favorite metal songs of like that era in my life. Uh, so freaking good. And those guys are so tight. And I that came on Spotify. And I was like, holy crap, I got to go back through like all these bands I used to I like. I liked about and, that band is like... They were definitely in that, like, Christian hardcore, or whatever, core. Yeah, the random uh, That before. bird's confused. <laughs> yeah, my dog was chasing it earlier. No, but, um, uh, he is legend. They, they came out, like, right away when, like, Nerv- or, uh, not Nerv- <laughs> Norma Jean, Azalea Dying, all, like, the Cherry, bands, all yeah. these Christian bands were getting huge, Demon Hunter. Was, like, for whatever reason, like, it seemed like Christian hardcore was, like, the shit for a long time. And he, he his legend came out right around the same time. They were never as big as most of those bands, but to me, they had like one of the most interesting, like spin on that style of music. They actually took, like, they actually put a spin on it. It's yeah, and it's good. Like that's the thing. I listen to it, and I listen to it still, and I'm like, oh crap! Like this wasn't just like a fad to me. Like this was legitimately yeah. good music. Well, it's just like. I don't think I fully appreciated it enough at the time. Like, I saw them live with Maylene and the Sons of Disaster, and... Oh, that's, that was a good band. Yeah. Probably the best thing that, best thing to ever come out of Under Oath is Maylene and the Sons of Disaster. This might make me sound like a preteen, but... Um, Under Oath's second-to-last album before they broke up, Lost in the Sound of Separation, 
is 10 out of 10 a masterpiece. It's so good. <sighs> it's so good. To be hey, 10 out of 10 masterpiece? I, okay, I'll, I'll, I okay. will not say that album is not a masterpiece because I have not heard it all the way It's through. on the same level to me as Relationship of Command. Oh. It is, though. It's that good. Oh, uh, you are stretch. I See, I've, I've heard some of the album, but not all of it. Oh, it's so but, good. Oh, man. Okay, to me, here, to me, 10 out of 10 masterpiece. There's maybe been, in my opinion, 20 albums in history that are 10 out of 10 masterpieces. Yeah, but I don't consider Under Oath is not going to be one of those bands. But, okay. Relationship of Command by for, Apple like, Drive-In is arguably the for, best like, album in the past... Since, since, since ne- the decade, since the turn of the... Since a Nirvana album came out. What about... See, yeah, okay, maybe you're right. That's, that's that's just my opinion. I have some differing opinions. Like, I think Toxicity is way up there. Like, that album is so amazing. Uh, talk, no, toxicity is freaking awesome. Um, 10 out of 10. Like, if I had to rate that album, I'd give it an 8 out of 10, which is pretty freaking good if you think about okay, it. Okay, like, give me an album, like, that isn't, like, from the Beatles or, like, bands that are gonna have 10 out of 10s. Like, give me an album, like, in this sort of Nirvana, the, you know, uh, at the drive-in, and these sort of bands that has a 10 out of 10 album. Uh, okay, Norma Jean, Bless the, uh, Bless the Martyr, Kiss the Child. Really? You put Bless the Martyr, Kiss the Child above Redeemer? I'm not saying that. That's just an example. I think... I, I, oh, no, no, no. Now you got me second guessing myself. <laughs> Dude, Redeemer is 10 out of 10 masterpiece. That album is oh, so good. Oh, you know what? You got me there because actually I think you're right. Redeemer is a better album. Dude, Small Spark versus A Great Forest. Actually, honestly, you know what? I take it back. Neither of those albums. I would give them 9 out of 10 because there are certain, there are a couple. To me, a 10 out of 10 masterpiece is track, the first track through the last track. You can all listenable and amazing. You don't know, you can't pick which is Here's your Here's where I put it, though, too, is where, like, some albums come out and you're like, this has some great songs. But some of these albums that I listen to, like Lost in Sound of Separation, for example, by Under Oath, I cannot listen to without listening to it from start to finish. Because it is that good. It's the with the relationship. Well, I, I mean, it, it's, 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 you know, ours in the eye of the beholder, I guess, you know? I mean, it truly is. It, it, a masterpiece to me, it might not be a masterpiece to you, but a masterpiece to you. Okay. Well, let I mean, me, it all let depends. Me, let, me re- let me just restate. Like, then I'll take masterpiece off because I think masterpiece is a bit of a stretch. Like, I'm saying, like... But, but that's an interesting question. But like, I am saying, like, it is... Lost in Sound of Separation is the pinnacle of their work. A, a relationship of Command is the pinnacle of their work. It is the peak. It is everything that they are and that they will be known for. I mean... Well... Okay, I, I get you there, but is Under Oath really that album? Is that the album they're going to be remembered for? Because what's the one that I'm drowning? Uh, that's yeah, the one they're going to be remembered the, for. I mean, that's the one they're going to be remembered the best for. Album. The one after that's actually that's, better. Define the Great Line is fucking up there too. Define, <laughs> define the Great Line is actually my favorite album of Under Oath. It's amazing. It's a really good album. Changing of Times with Dallas Taylor's last album. Yeah. Fucking amazing. But even like they're only chasing safety. Like it's kind of. It, they sort of date it a little bit, or not date it. I have a masterpiece. Okay. Um, that from not one of those bands. Okay. It is literally perfect. In my, in my, this is all me, and again, me. It's me. I know not everyone. It probably I'm the only one. And Let's it's hear gonna be, it. It's gonna be the obvious choice for me. Zayo's <laughs> Awake. Awake is really is good. to me not only their best album. It is a perfect album. Where I do you rank? Find, okay, so if you had to rank some of their like. Rank their albums from, like, the best. Obviously, you think Awake. Awake. Where do you place Live from the Funeral of God? 
Third best. Where do you play Zeo? Self-titled? Yeah. Fourth or fifth best. See, I really like Zeo, but I'd never really... But I like it in, for their individual songs. So and the, the album Zeo is actually not... It's called Self-Titled. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's I'm they, an idiot. They, they, they talk, they, well, I mean, it's Self-Zeo, yeah, but it, on, the, on the album, it says self-titled. self-titled. Yeah. And they go by Self-Titled. And no one ever refers to it as Zeo. They refer to it as Self-Titled. Okay, so... Okay, so... Um, Live from the Funeral of God is third? Okay, what's It's actually second? called Funeral of God. Sorry, I'm a nerd. Live second, from the Funeral the of God The second best album they have is... Um, Liberate. Um, Liberate is really good. I agree. The Liberate album is what's like one of their ones that came out like two thousand nine or two thousand ten. Like oh, the fear is what keeps us here. That's actually like two thousand seven or two thousand six. What? Well, they... Awake came. Awake is their last. Yeah, you know, Zayo's album. having a new album coming. Yeah, out they're soon. recording it right now. Yeah. Oh, trust me, I know. Right <laughs> I know. <laughs> I like Zayo, dude. Oh, I like, love Zayo. One of these bands no, I never really last appreciated. Awake uh, came out two thousand ten, possibly two thousand eleven, and the album before that was The Fear is What Keeps Us Here. Which, before Awake came out, I would say, sorry, but, no, I would say uh, I just The Fear is What Keeps Us Here is not, it's not their best album, but it's their most unique album. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's amazing. I don't think it's, a lot of people hated it. I think it's awesome, because they definitely just throw it all they out. They threw it all out and just like, just went for it. That's the way to do it. I like Zayo, and there, Zayo's one of these bands I didn't, I liked, and I saw Zayo one time. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I, uh, never really appreciated them until I was in Monster Addict. Well, cause Monster Addict is a Zayo ripoff band. Yeah. And I just remember like. I'll admit it. We ripped off Zayo so many times. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. You know the song? Uh, no, no, no. Let, let's. Every song. Not vocals. Every, <laughs> every, every song that has vocals. On, the vocals. I, I'm a total Daniel Wyatt ripoff. A song I literally, like, I didn't rip off the riffs directly, but you could, it's like, if you listen to. Our song, uh, Pushing Up Daisy's Dukes. Yeah. And Skin Like Winter. Fucking rip off, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, I just, I didn't copy the riff directly, but it's like, okay, well, he was obviously listening to the Liberate album quite a bit. My favorite song by them overall, well, it's hard to say. My favorite song by them overall, like, I really like The Rising End. Oh, that's a good one. Um, of God. Yeah. On that album. Yeah, really good. Um, but also, like, well, it's funny because I never really appreciated this song until I named a band after it, but Five Year Winter. Oh, um, did you see him? Do you remember them playing that live when you saw it? So good. One of my, one of the, He's like, this song is about... He, I remember this. It's weird that I remember this. The song is about a girl named Tiffany. Tiffany, yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, this song goes out to everyone who's ever had their heart broken. Anyone who's ever been heart sick. Uh, to the point where you just want to throw up. It's a song about a girl named Tiffany. Yeah. And I, I remember when I heard it, I was like, I was waiting for that. Like, this is a song about a girl named Tiffany. Fuck you, Tiffany. <laughs> like, I was, <laughs> I was waiting for that. But he didn't say it. He was just like, this is a song no, about like a girl him. named Tiffany. One of the, one of my, the greatest moments of my Burned life after. <laughs> That's how he did it too, because he's like out of breath and he's just so he's like, uh, you know, bum 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 bum, burn it down or walk away, bum bum bum, burn it down or walk, walk away. away. Which is funny. If you and listen- then eventually he just threw the mic out. He threw the mic oh, out. I there. was just gonna say like one of the, my greatest moments of my entire life after the birth of both my children, <laughs> married my wife, no, is when no, I saw you're them only live. Saying that because they're here. No, it's 
those are literally all my best moments of my life. But after those, the best moment <laughs> of my life is when I saw Isaiah live. They were, <laughs> they were he's putting the mic out for everyone to sing, and then someone, some asshole, who in my opinion is not an asshole because he helped cause this moment. He, he came on stage, <laughs> was trying to take the mic, and Dan got Daniel Wyatt got pissed and just tossed the mic out in the crowd, and it was like Moses and the Red Sea party. <laughs> And, like the crowd was like, oh, what's going on? And I just like, like you, Frodo and <laughs> Fellowship of the Ring when the ring like fell and, and it, it, it like like floated right into his hand. That's what the mic did to my hand. It's like floated right to me, and I sang the rest of that song. That bring down, walk away, you know? <laughs> Yes. Uh, it was, and, I, and people were trying to take the mic from me. I was like punching people, <laughs> and, like elbowing people in the face. Fuck you! This is my moment, you know, kind of thing. And oh man, uh, that that was freaking awesome. He he just got pissed. He's like shit and just like walked yeah. off stage and i caught the mic and i sang the rest of the song Burn. and i talked to him afterwards yeah. he's like i i totally creeped him out oh yeah like, <laughs> so I, I will suck your neck <laughs> i don't know i i probably would have <laughs> <laughs> yeah they were pretty good i saw them uh way back in the day um but but going back to 10 out of 10 albums here. What's another one? Yeah, give me another one. Um. So are you saying that Bless a Martyr, Kiss a Child is better no, than Redeemer? No, I'm not. Good. You got you got me on that one. Redeemer's better. But I wouldn't even give a Redeemer a 10 out of 10. I'd give well, that a 9 out of but 10. But it's the pinnacle of their work. It's definitely. Well, I mean. It, well, to me, it's the pinnacle of their work. But if you ask the average fan, they'd, they'd say Bless the Martyr, Kiss the Child is the pinnacle. Which I oh strongly... God! The aftermath is better than Bless the Martyr. Oh God, the aftermath is amazing. Bless the Martyr, uh, or excuse me, but yeah, Bless the Martyr that had Memphis on it, right? Yeah, and that's and that's usually the song. Like every band has one song where it's like that's their song, and Memphis is Memphis is probably theirs. That's their, that's their the chariot song. Chariot has the Deaf Policeman. Zao has Five Year Winter. The Chariot has. The Deaf Policeman. Don't even go there. No, no, no. Deaf Policeman's definitely... They have two. They have two songs that, like... Oh, Pray Tell. And then came then off their first album. Okay. <laughs> you know, the, the devil is in it. That one and then the Deaf Policeman are the two. It's such a good idea. Like, you know, was, was, I used to not really like the I Will Burn You in... Uh... Is that ours? What's Monster Addict's one song? That's our one song. You think that is? I will burn you. I mean, it's not. It's it's actually the curious case of Benjamin's clap. Yeah, I think I'm the well, one I meant that to say that. It. I meant to. I meant to say that. But, uh, I mean, other well, than like, I'm the only one that ever calls like, it that. Everyone's Daisy's like, oh. Duke. Daisy's Dukes is probably up there because everyone knows it. Like, I mean, Boy Named Sue covered it like that, that one time. Like that was freaking funny. Um, Daisy's Duke is up there, and I think Daisy's Dukes is like one of our most accessible. But you can count on it every single show. There's someone who knows the lyrics to The Curious Case of Benjamin's Clap. I was going to pick a different song. It's a song no one, not, nobody in the band likes, but it's a song, only song besides I Will Burn You that I ever get actually requested. What? John Cusack of Shit. Oh, fuck. Is that our song? It might be. Is that our song? Literally a rip off of Napalm Death. Kinda. Literally, we were playing the, ed we were playing Napalm's Death, uh, um, uh, you, you, suffer. you suffer. You suffer. We were playing that at the end of of song, of song and then I was well, like, "What are the chords song, in that?" Kane? That song has the distinction of being the shortest song ever recorded. Yeah. It's only point zero five seconds long. Point 
So we just zero we five. Play, but there's actual zero point five. It's point zero five seconds. <laughs> That's what it is. But they actually there's actually chords in it. Yeah. So I was like, Ken, what are the chords? You're like, these are the chords. And I was like, dude, let's stretch this out. So we stretched it out. We <laughs> times that song by 200, and it was like a minute and 20 seconds long. And we made a song out of it. And, but that's the song. John Cusack of shit. And that's the song. The other than I, the Curious Kids, Benjamin's Club, that's the only other song. What are the really, lyrics to that? Which one? John Cusack. How does it go? Uh, I hate you, John Cusack. I hate you, John Cusack of shit. John Cusack of shit. But I love you, Joan. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Joe Cusack. The thing is, the chorus of that, I have to admit something. The chorus, the I love you, Johnny, or jo- I hate you. That was a ripoff. A band called Zombie Religion. Yeah. Me and Sean played. No. They have no. a song. Zombie co- Religion? I thought you told me it was. No, it's a ripoff. They the have Water a song, World one. They have a song called Water World. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a half hour long. Zombie Religion is a good but, And there's a part in that, in, in that song, that half hour long song, where they uh, sing... Or the guy, like, oh. over music just screams, I hate you, Dennis Hopper! I hate you, Dennis Hopper! So that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh, yeah, that's that's another part of the junkie second shit. You ruined Connor! You is- ruined Connor! Which, really, I mean. He did. You can go fuck yourself. Come on. He, every scene that guy's in in that movie sucked. You know what's funny is I didn't even know who John Cusack was when we wrote that song. <laughs> yeah, fuck him. Fuck that guy. I was like, whoever the fuck he is, he needs, to, he needs to really get his shit together. And then I saw 2012 and I was like, this isn't bad. Yeah, he just, yeah, he bugs me. Yeah, that's our song. Yeah. I don't know, Bailey, Bailey. Bailey and Lisa. What, what is the quintessential Montserratic song? Yeah, Bailey loves Daisy Dukes. Whenever I'm like, all right. That's that's the second oldest one that we that's what? in our. I our love Daisy Dukes, dude. Like, seriously, that was my favorite song to play when I was a drummer. <laughs> you, <laughs> I at least love I turn around watching you play that song during the. You had this strut on the drum. It sucks during a podcast. I can't. You, you can't, can't, you can't see, see it. See it, but, but I, I, it was a strut. <laughs> it was a strut on. He does just, it in the car when he's listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what. Um, what's an ex- something we can compare it to so people can have an idea? It that Zayo song you ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right, Party Boy from Jackass. How he does that run? And if you if you watch the first Jackass movie when he's like running, kind of makes me think of Chris Farley too. Kind of, actually, kind of, kind of does. But no. <laughs> but no, but uh, Chris, no, like watch but Chris Pontius when he's like like when he takes the hat from the. Um, the Japanese security guard or something when yeah. he's doing the party boy thing and he starts running away from Rhett was doing that but sitting and he would have like that like the most intense like because <laughs> this was my part <laughs> <laughs> this is my moment this is my... I'm not doing anything but it's my moment <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah I love that song oh Lisa what's yours I don't know I'd say uh, Benjamin's Clap but I like, I like that one Benjamin's Clap yeah. is a good one <laughs> oh, Monsterotic is on iTunes and feel free to download. And on Spotify. And on Zoom. And on other Amazon places. Buy our stuff. Buy it. It's cheap. It's only cheap. 
the best 17 and a half minutes of your life guaranteed yeah and if you want if you don't want to spend money you can go on to oh shit what's that band website uh no you have to pay cd babies not Bandcamp. Well, we should put it on Bandcamp, but CD Baby's the cheapest for buying wise. It's only five bucks on there. Mm. It won't let me sell it any cheaper. Either way, go on Spotify. It's free to listen to on Spotify. The whole album's on there. Fat Swan. Mm-hmm. The t- uh, the titular track, uh, Fat Schwanda. Yeah. <laughs> True story, Fat Schwanda. <laughs> you want me to tell you? I know you know it. Uh, you can tell it. Uh, Fat Schwan, uh, we were playing a show. Um, Brett wasn't at the show, but uh, Double A, Mike, and me played the show up in Portland at a place called The Red Room. The Red Room. And uh, there's this Double A, is a, he's a pale-ass redhead like me. He had, but at the time, he had this fro, this really weird afro. And we were playing the set, and we, me and Mike noticed that Double A is paying off an awful lot of attention to this gigantic, large, black girl. And after the show, she comes up and whatnot, and she's trying to get him to buy a drink for her. And, you know, and he says, well, yeah, I'll, I'll buy you the drink. You show me your tits. <laughs> and she does. <laughs> she sh- and uh, then he didn't buy her a drink. So I thought that was kind of a dick move on his part. What but. a uncouth person. <laughs> but anyways, that's yeah. not that good of a story. Monster yeah. Addict. Great times. Um, but yeah, no, it's Fet's one. It's a very, it's a cosmic album. It's, uh, <clears throat> takes you places. It's breathtaking. What would you give Mon- or Fat's one? What rating? Um, you, know, you can be honest. Like out of 10? Like, out of 10. It, like, honestly, I don't think it like ranks that bad. Like I give it like at least a five. Like, it's not that bad. It's actually pretty good. Well, I, I thought it was actually I'm not saying it's a 10 or 9 or even an 8. I was going to say like a 7. I would give it a 7. I mean, it's... There's some weak points to it. It's but its type of music. Like, you have to take it for what it is. Like, I'm like the, when I say that Redeemer is like a 9 out of 10 or a 10 out of 10, I'm not saying that, like, it's a 10 out of 10 compared to Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. I'm saying that for what it is and in and of itself and the band Norma Jean and that scene and the, and the time... It was a nine out of oh, ten. Oh, see, I'm, I'm when I when I'm doing ten out of tens, I'm just doing personal satisfaction. No, I'm I'm just doing. I'm not comparing it to anything, but I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm for not, music in general, for what it is, I guess I get kind of saying the same thing. I'm saying the same thing, but I'm, it is. I'm not worrying. I'm I'm guess I'm, I'm sort of comparing it to Sergeant Pepper or whatever. Sure, because Sergeant Pepper is a because 10 you out can't 10. think about music without thinking about Sergeant Pepper. You can't. It's one of those albums. Uh, what's some other ones? You know what? Let's move away from the metal category. Like, what what other ten out of ten albums masterpieces? Toxicity. You would say no, I, I would, love Toxicity. I give that one an eight out of ten, probably. It's way better than you think. Uh, Dark Side of the Moon. Not their best album. Okay, well, so I, it's it's amazing Kane album. But can go fuck himself. Wish you were here is my favorite Pink Floyd album. Dude, I was okay. So for my family get together thing. I had to do a family sing-along. And so I'm picking songs, right? And I start off, like, my first song I write down is House of the Rising Sun by the Animals. I put down, um, I put down, like, Sweet Home Where's Alabama. Dick! Anyway, um, what the fuck did I just Wish say? Wish you were here. 
oh yeah so i did this family sing-along and i did i had like sweet home alabama and all these songs on there and like all these classic rock songs and i was like i have to do a pink floyd song and wish you were here is it and bailey was like i've never even heard of that song no one heard of wish you were here so so you think you can say i love wish you were here yeah fast forward to the chorus I How love that song, but I like How Dark Side of the Moon. You never heard that song? I don't remember ever having that conversation. We did, and you were like, not everyone, like, you were like, I've never heard of this, and so. I said it to make a point. There's not many songs I've never heard of. I'm very much saying not many people have heard of Midnight in the Household. Wish you were here, I think enough people would have known it. Yeah. In the Midnight Household, you didn't get to eat dinner if you couldn't name the artist, okay? You were put in the basement. You were put in the basement. You couldn't lay the dinner table until all your peas were gone, and you could. I know an artist does not mean the general public. Yeah. My family yeah. isn't the general about, public, though. No one is. Ooh. Too deep. But I no. put Dark Side of the Moon above. Like, I love the song Wish You Were Here, but... Alright, fair enough. What other ones? I what, put, what's some other... Obviously, Sgt. Pepper's is up there. Like, I love any almost, Any Beatle album after Revolver, it can be considered... Re- Revolver and Up can, can be a masterpiece. Um, that's how freakishly good they were. I know that's, like, that's like the generic, like... T- not... Uh, Oh, cliche thing to do, but it is. It's true. Yeah, I hear you. Um, hell, I could go through some metal song like um, <clears throat> this band called At the Throne of Judgment. Oh, yeah. Very like Swede, Swedish they metal did, they, sort of. They did a cover of a uh, <clears throat> Gangster Paradise. No, 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 no. That's In Fear of Faith, which was a really I good that cover. Was at no, at the Throne of Judgment, they don't do any covers. No. But they were like teenagers, and they put out this like Euro- like a metal album, like a true metal album that could hang in there with European metal. Mm-hmm. And they were teenagers. They were like 16, 17, 18 when they put it out. And the album is called The Arcanum Order, and that is like one of my favorite albums. Um, I thought we were talking about non. Non-metal, I know. But I have my iPod in my hand. I'm just going down oh, my... Oh, uh, Ooh. Uh, no, not going to say that one. Why not? Oh, dude, Carnivas by Silver Sun Pickups. Never heard of them. Alternative rock and roll. Um, you might have heard some of their songs, like, if you ever listened to, like, 94.7 or something like that up here, but, um, <clears throat> that is, like, one of my favorite albums. Like, so good. Is But it's alternative rock, like, lots of, um, yeah. just straight beats, like, you know, some, like, drone guitar work. With like lots of effects. Dr- I love and, drone metal. Though. Uh, drone metal is pretty cool. Um, let's see. Oh, one of my favorite metal bands from a second story window. Both of their last two albums. Where the fuck do you find these bands? At? I see them live. Ah, oh, it's just amazing. From I... a second story window, I saw live with August Burns Red, the first time August Burns Red ever headlined a tour. Are they still around? Yeah. The last, the first time they ever headlined a tour, the first time I saw August Burns Red at the Satyricon, the first time I ever saw them headline at the Satyricon, and at that at that show where August Burns Red headlined, there was from Second Story Window, and they were amazing. They changed the way I looked at music, like changed my life. They did, dude. And their one of their albums, Delenda, and they're they're dude, they're like super like, just kind of like grind like chaosy metal like yeah. you know it's a lot of just like 
things that don't make sense and a lot of like dissonant tones and things like that. Like they literally on their MySpace at the time said that they were making music for people with OCD. Like they changed, like their drummer is one of my favorite drummers and I never appreciated this until Monster Addict, but he changes the feels like every, every Kind of like, like Red Chord or Gaza? Yeah, but better. Way better. Oh wow. I like, I love Gaza. Um, and then they came out with another album called Conversations, yeah. which was way more musical, way less chaotic. And, uh, but yeah, Conversations was a lot more musical, like so much more singing, like whereas Delendo was all screaming and stuff. Yeah. Like that album, like Conversations was just amazing. Oh, 10 out of 10? Mars Volta, D Laos, and the Camatorium. Oh, Mars Volta. Uh, I don't know. Some, to me, that's definitely my favorite album of theirs, but they have, every single album of theirs, except for that one, has parts that are, to me, un, absolutely unlistenable. Mm-hmm. And I know they're, I mean, they're just being art, artistic or artsy, whatever you want to fucking call it, but that album has so many parts, or not, not d but like Francis the Mew and other ones like that, like Bedlam and the Goliath or whatever. Yeah. There's so many parts of those albums that are just unlistenable. Like, just random shit. It's not even cool random shit. D. Laos, I can pretty much stand all the way through, and it's really good. It's kind of off the wall, but... Um, and then... <clears throat> I, this band, I have to say, one of their albums is at least a 10 out of 10. Well, no. I'll say at least an 8, but Devil Wears Prada, yeah, laugh at me if you want. But Dear Love a Beautiful Discord, when it came out, was really amazing. And then I think uh, their third album uh, with Roots Above, Branches Below was actually pretty good and listenable. Define the Great Line by Under Oath as well as... It's a good one. It's just as good as um, Lost in the Sound of Separation. Uh, well. Lost in the Sound of Separation sounds too much like Zayo's first album, The Shard Splits the Spurs... Or- like the shard splits the birth of separation. It's just really incredibly Weird. hard name to. Oh, one of my favorite bands, Dredge, ten out of ten album. Well, you have so uh, many ten out of ten albums because that's perfection. How many there's that many perfect albums out there? Catch Without Arms is amazing. It's perfect from start to finish. El Cielo, I give it maybe an eight or out of, out of nine. I guess I'm eight just, or nine. I'm, but... I guess I'm just stingy with my perfect album ratings. <sighs> Dude, I am too, but. You're Fearless not. by You've Taylor like Swift. Tw- <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm not. Dude, I'm not even going to say Fleet Foxes have a 10 out of 10 album. And they're like my favorite band. Some of my favorite bands ever do not have. I don't think Azalea Dying has a 10 out of oh, 10 no, album. Oh, no. No, they don't. Azalea Dying is. They're good. I like Azalea Dying, but they're also one of the most overrated bands of all time. Because they literally have done nothing original. Um, I really love the album Lateralis, but uh, I give Tool? it like an eight. Yeah, I give it like an eight. Yeah, Tool has some good albums, but again, I think Tool is severely overrated. Um, well, um, oh yeah, this album is really good. Mean Everything to Nothing by Manchester Orchestra. You don't like Manchester Orchestra? No, I don't. I can't stand Manchester. What? Drive me nuts. <laughs> What? They start coming out like my senior year in high school, and, and they're way better. And everybody in choir was just 
Yes, I was in choir. Oh, they they loved him. It was constantly being played. I just couldn't stand it. That singer is one of my favorite singers. Uh, Manchester Orchestra. Um, Yeah, maybe. Let's see. I just think I just think truly perfect, amazing albums, ten out of ten albums, are rare. Dude, I've just gone through half my iPod and I named like five bands out of seven that you named. I could lose. I have. Okay, the, I have two hundred albums on my thing. It's to you. Here. It's to you and to me. Uh, it, to me, there's very few perfect albums. Zayo has one, and they're my favorite band. Nirvana has one, arguably two, depending on your. The Beatles have seven. It just, I mean, I mean, I have 150 albums on my iPod, and I named five 10 out of tens. Wouldn't that's it stand- to you? That's, I'm talking about to me. There's just very few. Well, look, but but the thing is, is I guess I'm not saying those bands suck. No, just, I know you're not saying that. But well, mean everything to nothing is pretty uh, high up there, dude. I just don't like Dude, it. some guy came up to me the other day. Well, he didn't come up to me. We were having a conversation about music, and I said, <laughs> and I was saying like, I was saying like, yeah, I actually like some I, random guy. Actually, I knew him. We've been best friends. Since <laughs> yeah. Married to her for years. Yeah. <laughs> some guy. Dude, some chick said I'm hot. I've been married to her for a while, but I mean, still. <laughs> um, but we were having this conversation about music, and I was saying like, yeah, I used to hate concept albums. But then I started really liking concept albums, and some of my favorite albums are concept albums. And this person was like, I freaking hate concept albums. And I was like, dude, five minutes ago, you said your favorite album of all time was Sgt. Pepper's. And that's a concept album. Yeah. And he was like, no, it's not. It's like, yeah. Kind of is. It's a concept album. And people can argue that it's not. But it is. Uh, What other ones are there? Concept albums? Yeah, what's some good concept albums out there? Uh, every album that Dredge does, is I know you don't listen to them, but yeah, yeah, every album that Dredge does is a concept album. Um, American Idiot by Green Day is a concept album. Is it? Um, um, well, Fun- Zayo's Funeral of God's a concept album. Oh, yeah, I can get on board with that. Um, God. Uh, I would imagine that Isn't Norma Jean's album The Anti-Mother a concept album? Um, is it? Someone told me it was, but I mean, I've listened to that album. It's, it's actually, it's not, it's, it, it was, it's, it was the start of their downward slide. It's like a transition from good Norma Jean to crap Norma Jean. Uh, The Wall. Is the Wall is one. Album. Uh, well, The Who's, uh, Tommy, or Tommy is a concept. Uh, Quadra, Quadrophenia. Oh. The Who's. Concept. Um. Oh, half the albums by Rush are concept albums. I was gonna say, like Rush and yeah, that's prog though. Pretty much every prog band has to have at least one concept album. Is it, Dark Side of the Moon? it might be. I don't it think is. Dark Side of the Moon is though. Um, Attack Attacks. This means war. They, you know, they're a metal band kind of. Um. <clears throat> Austrian Death Machine. It's a concept band. Yeah. Oh, 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 God. The Ultimate. Coheed and Cambria. 
Yeah. Concept band, yeah. every single I mean it's the whole the whole thing is just a big long storyline. Yeah. That is a band that is so severely underrated. Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys is listed as a concept album. That's a is freaking it? good album. That's a, that's a perfect Ooh, album. Ooh, I was going to say Pet Sounds is a 10 out of 10 for sure. Yeah, it's... That album's right up there. Like, if you pick a Beatles album, you put Pet Sounds right next to it, and they're right, right up there. Off to see The Lizard, Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> oh, God. Coheed and Cambria, they're all all their all albums their are listed. Are... Coldplay, Ghost Stories, and Milo Zelto. Um, God, Daft Punk is on here. Discovery, yeah. Random Access Memories is a concept album. Um, Jesus, there's so many listed. Oh, Dream Theater. <laughs> Octavarium, God, yeah, that's such a good album. Most most uh, metal album. Oh, Radiohead has several. Hail, Hail, Hail to the Thief. Yeah, one. Dredge is on here too. All yeah. their albums. Um, Hail to the Thief is one, I, I believe. Oh God, what's um? It's not the Benz. It's the one after it. Ooh, sorry. What? No, Radiohead. They I have a know. couple. Hail to the Thief is one. One of my favorite bands, which has. A couple 10 out of 10 albums. I don't know why it wasn't listed on my iPod. But uh, one of my favorite bands, Explosions in the Sky. Never heard of them. They're, uh, oh, no, I have heard they're of them. Post, heard them. They're post-rock. They're all instrumental. Uh, I think they have two um, two concept albums. One is called um, The Rescue, which is really good. And yeah. then uh, That's an EP, though. And then they have their li- one of their latest albums is like all con- is all concept. It's so good. Nimrod, Nimrod is not a concept album. The Fall of Troy. Um, they have Phantom on the Horizon. That's one. Um, Flyleaf. Memento Mori. Flyleaf. <laughs> right. I don't know. I just don't go down and down this list here, but Lady Gaga. Oh yeah, her. Yeah. Famous. Moody Blues. Yeah, Moody Blues. Oh, is that some kind of list on off Google? Yeah, it's on Wikipedia. Uh. Um, Pink Floyd, all their albums. Oh, really? Yeah. They're all concept albums? Well, Dark Side of the Moon, Wish You Were Here, Animals, The oh, Wall, Final is. Cut, The Division Bell. Oh, The Division Bell, that's an album that is absolutely yeah, unlistenable. Like a hundred Radiohead albums. Yep. What's under G? Oh, probably. I'm just kidding. I never through. do Nimrod with a concept. The Who, Frank Zappa. Yeah. But, uh, overall, a lot of concept albums. And this fucker hated concept albums. I bet you he likes some Pink Floyd. But. I don't know. I think the moral of the story is that we like being aurally pleased. We love our aural satisfaction. Isn't that right, Kane? 
You've seen Arl or Oral? Arl. A U. Arl, like sound. Audioly. Arl. Arly. Is that is Arl? Is that a real word? Or are you just bullshitting? Me? No, that's a fucking real word. A U R A L. I never knew that. I could have said sonically. Please. I learned something every podcast episode. Dude, that's like the slogan of our website. Guaranteed oral satisfaction. As much as him, guaranteed. Yeah. Huh. I was gonna say. I just thought you're auditory. I was gonna say guaranteed. I was gonna say. I was gonna say guaranteed to take it in your ear, pussies. But I thought that guaranteed oral satisfaction would be better. <laughs> it's more clever. It's exactly guaranteed to take it in your ear, pussies. Welcome to Duel of Tains, where we tickle your ear pussies with our tongues. <laughs> shut up. You shut up. But you're cute. No, you're you cute. Are. You're cute. Don't touch my knee. Touch whatever I want on you, sexy man. Lisa. Okay. Well. Um, but yeah. We turn this. You guys should definitely go out and check out um, everything we were, we talked about today. Except Manchester Orchestra. Fuck you, Kane! I just, uh, that band sucks. Yeah, you know what other bands suck that you like? Yeah. Which one? The Beatles. You shut your face. Right Most now. overrated you. band on the face oh, of the planet. Oh, don't you even. There's two types of people in this world, Kane. And Elvis, Elvis people and Beatles oh, people. I'm a total Beatles person. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No, there really are. I've, have you ever heard that? Yeah, it's from Pulp Fiction. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, it's actually from, like, the deleted scene from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, right. I know. Well, I'm glad that we both watched right, deleted well, scenes from Pulp Fiction. So, same, 10 out of 10 movies. Absolute perfect movies. Pulp Fiction, I think, would be one. All right. I'll drink to that. What else? What's some 10 out of 10 movies? Like, absolute masterpieces. Um, God. I, the problem is, is I have a lot of movies that just rub me right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like what? Name some. Sahara. What? Are you saying Sahara is a 10 out of 10? No, I'm just saying. Okay. Sahara rubs no, me right. No, okay, no. They don't have to be your favorite. Like, what? I know. Name some 10 out of 10. I'm bad at judging movies. We talked about this in my Disney. last one. Susan Cain is a 10 out of 10. Yeah, that would yeah, be a 10 out of 10. Right. Godfather, Godfather Part 2. <laughs> it's not that good. Uh, I'm going to punch you right in the vagina. I'm going to eat your ovaries for dinner. <laughs> no shit is better than Sahara. I'm not going to argue the obvious. Um, Schindler's List. 2001. 2001. Oh, God. Oh, 2001 Space He's a Odyssey shit is movie. Oh, 11 out of 10. No. What? That is what? those are fighting words I know. The only impressive stuff in that. Hey, is... speaking of which, what? did you guys know Malcolm McDowell? Yeah, he was in Clockwork Orange. What the f? You didn't know he was in Clockwork Orange? No. Although when that's you look, what he's, the, what he's most famous when you look for. at the picture though, it looks like the guy from Lost who is in Drive Shaft. Like when you look at the picture, I'm like, it's Mary or Pippin or whoever. That's what he's most famous for. Now I know. 
That's yeah. That's 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 like the only lead. Copper Orange had. is a ten out of ten. Fucked up as that movie is. I don't think it's a ten out of ten. I liked the movie, but no, two thousand two thousand one is definitely a ten out of ten. I'll I'll argue that all day long. The movie is amazing. What movie? Two thousand one. Yeah, two thousand one all day. Um, shit, half of Stanley Kubrick's movies are ten out of Shining. Same with like Quentin though. Like I love like Reservoir Dogs is. Reservoir Dogs, I would say, is ten out of ten. I would say uh, Jackie Brown is actually a good movie. It's his weakest. Yeah. Um. Kill Dude, Bill, I the mean, Kill Bill movies, pretty good. Probably nine out of tens. Yeah, they're pretty amazing. And Glorious Bastards is up there. And Glorious Bastard is a absolute. 10 out of 10. Oh, so good, dude. D- J- Christoph Django Waltz. Un- yeah, Django Unchained is a 9 out of 10. It's a, it's Where's a- Titanic rank, Kane? Your favorite movie? Four, three. It's not my favorite movie. It's your favorite Shut movie. Shut your fucking mouth. Good Will Hunting's a 10 out of 10. There's a lot of... Um... Oh, Good Will Hunting is so What'd good. What'd you say? I love Goodwill Hunting so no, I good. Mind. I Fuck Robin Williams. Okay, you want to, okay, you want me to uh, no, say some other movies that are just shit that everyone likes that I'll freaking give. Okay. Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> a low score too? Yeah, I'll give a low score to popular movies. Like? Avatar is not as are good. Are we going as on, this is like going back to our critics? Yeah. Oh, shut your face. Wow. I'm going to go talk to an attorney about a divorce. Um how many episodes of Grey's Anatomy did you watch? Oh, that's a crap TV show. Hey, Lisa loves it. Actually, I like Grey's Anatomy. I definitely <laughs> you would. Do. You I would. I don't think it's a 10 out of 10, but it's entertaining House is enough. Way better, but... uh, House is good. But as far know. as medical dramas go, ER. I'd Old rather watch General ER. Hospital all day. General Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago Hope. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's that one with Zoe Saldana that... Um, Never mind. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. 10 out of 10 shows. Battlestar Galactica. You can go fuck yourself. I'm not saying it is. I just, I'd have to Star watch Trek it. Next Generation. We're talking TV shows now? Yeah. 10 out of 10 TV shows? I would give it a 9 out of 10. 8, 8 out of 10 or 9 out of 10? 9 out of 10. It does that. have, I mean... It's I, amazing. What I need to do, I guess... To be fair to Next Generation is rewatch about ten episodes. I watched them all to see if no, I mean like now I rewatched them like standing up against the test of time. I rewatched all episodes of Next Generation a few months ago. Okay, I say I haven't. I'll pick some episodes for you and you can watch them. Okay, pick me some episodes. I guess I got to see if they stand the test of time. Oh, they're so certain shows do do not stand. Babylon Five when it was out, I loved that show. It has so not bad. stood the test of time. So bad. Uh, um, Star Trek, to me, Next Generation stands the test of time. Like, you it might. T- like, some of the technology, like, obviously is, like, a little dated. Like, they use these huge, like, plumpy things as their things and the jigs. And... Well, yeah, but I mean... But, like, holy cow. So, it... I mean, I watched it, and I was just... I was there every step of the way. Like, and I know I love it, and I'm... Like, it's one of those shows I'm willing to suspend my disbelief for but very rarely 
did I ever feel like this is implausible? Oh, this is dated. Like, oh, this is like the one problem I have with Next Generation and any of the Star Trek shows really is like the uniforms. Like, I hate the uniforms because they look so stiff and all this stuff. And yeah, I think Shawshanks. Oh, we're yeah, back on movies. Sure. Shawshanks, yeah, it's a ton I would of yeah, Shawshanks, a ton of time. I was gonna say I was gonna say the reboot of Star Trek was a ten out of ten, but I don't know if I want to be that bold. But they're good. Like I've only seen the first. It's pretty. Oh, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises are both freaking amazing. Not ten. Dark Knight Rises and ten. Oh, Dark Knight Rises is just as good as Dark Knight, if not better. Better. Batman Begins is better than both. I love Batman Begins. I don't think it's better, but I I love that movie. But. Batman Begins oh. came out as like that's the best Batman ever. But what I was gonna say about the Star Trek reboot is there's so many awesome actors in it that like you don't ever like realize. Like, uh, what's the guy? What's the guy who played like one of? Oh, Eric Bana. Eric Bana is in Star Trek and no one realized it. Yeah. He plays a. Uh, uh, oh God. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is in that fucking yeah. movie for God's yeah. sake. The guy who plays the guy who plays Captain Pike is really good. Chris Pine is really good. The guy who plays Spock is really good. Uh, Zachary Heroes. Quinto, yeah. Heroes is an alright show. I never finished it out, but it was alright. Not all a right. 10 out of 10. I would, I, no, I would not give it a 10 I out of 10. I loved it when it was out, but when I was watching it, like, when I was in college, I, uh, during, one week during finals week, one particular time, I was like, oh, I have the first four seasons of Heroes. Watched them all that week. Like, Bailey would come over to my mom's house. I was, when I was over at my mom's house a lot. And she would come over, and I'd be in, like, sweatpants, like, just, le- like, room dark. Like, she opens up the door, and, like, the light blasts through and, like, sears my skin. And I'm like, ugh. And then she's like, let's go do something. I'm like, all right, let's just finish this episode of Heroes. And we've watched, like, three episodes of Heroes. And then she'd be like, I'm going to leave. <laughs> and then she married you. Yeah. I don't think it's terrible. It's a good show. It was addicting. Just as addicting as Lost. Lost is was addicting. I would, but I, as much as I love Lost, I would not give it a ten out of ten no. rating. A lot of because people, there are a lot of weaknesses. to A lot it. of people I listen to are like, I fucking hate Lost, and I finally came up with a good counter argument to these assholes. I'm like, you fucking watched Lost and you loved it for enough like five years. For five years, you loved it and you talked about it every week, and you say you fucking hate it because you don't agree. With the decisions they made. At the, least it fucking ended for Christ's sake. Yeah, like, let's look at great shows that haven't ended. Firefly is at the top of my fucking list. Yeah, that's that's one that's like Heroes, nerd, nerds abound or like still pissed about. Heroes didn't end, but it's coming back. They're, they're bringing hero, Heroes, same actors and everything? Yeah, it's called it. Heroes Reborn. Really? They're going to bring it back? Hell yeah, they are. Now, if they can bring heroes back, they can fucking bring Firefly back. Who cares? How many years has it been since Firefly ended? I guess they brought heroes into the back. Uh, Firefly was like what, two thousand four, two thousand five. That's not out of the realm of possibility. This isn't the best example, but I guess the quintessential example of show that was canceled that they brought back due to popularity is Family Guy. Futurama. Future, yeah, Futurama. Um, but Family Guy is up there. And that's another Fox one, too. Firefly was right there, too. Like, I love in that one of those Family Guy episodes when they're like, oh, 
you know, it could have been added to the list of other great Fox programming that they decided was so worth keeping. And then they list every great show that they've canceled. <laughs> yeah. Like, Firefly was so good. And Joss know. Whedon had another really good show for a while called The Dollhouse. They canceled that. Definitely not as popular as Firefly. Because Firefly was fucking amazing, dude. Like, Look, I can watch all of those episodes is, like, and just be fucking hooked every step of the way. Yeah, but... See, I've only seen a few episodes of Firefly, so I'm not the best. Oh, watch them all. I Do liked it. A favor. It, was, it wasn't bad, but like, to me, like, it's, it's like... The audience that loves it is not a very large audience. No, well, it wasn't, but it's huge now. Yeah, so I mean that, that's what it takes now. But now, now here's the thing: is it so far is it, has it been too long for them to bring it back? No, 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 no. I mean, could they pick it up with all the actors uh, where it left I, off? This could be wrong. I haven't, I haven't never fact checked this, but I heard once that they paid for the movie simply off of fan donations. Well, that's pretty cool. Like, dude. Oh, what's I mean, this, the what's fan a, what's base is song? huge. I don't know a single person who doesn't like Firefly. What's what's that one TV show? The um, something Mars Jennifer Mars. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, Veronica Mars. Veronica Mars. They made the movie. But they made a movie based off all fan. Yeah. And from what I understand, it ties in the whole series, so it basically comes to an end or something. Yeah. And that was years later. That show canceled well, Firefly, five the, years before they actually made the movie. The Firefly movie Serenity kind of gives a closing. To it and answers a lot of questions that people had and gives a tragic ending for some characters um but i mean there's i mean there's so he could just jump right back into where his show left off he could do anything with it i mean the one sad thing is if he did the show like alan tudyk who is like fan favorite character died in the movie you know he's in dodgeball yeah I know what um he's pirate steve or whatever yeah he dies in the movie, and so I don't know what they would do. But but it's Joss Whedon; he could do anything. Yeah. I mean, oh, I love Joss Whedon. I will say sometimes he can be a bit overrated, but he is true to the fans, like one hundred percent of the way. What's some other shows they need to desperately bring back? Bring back or finish? Finish. finish. Like one I love, but they. It, they canceled it before it even ended, but they had filmed the entire first season. Like, they filmed 13 episodes, but they canceled it, like, after the eight. Firefly. No, uh, the Black Donnellys. That was, like, I have the season, but, like, it ends on, the season ends on such a cliffhanger, but they canceled it before it even aired. And so, like, they, they had, like, when they canceled it, like, after episode eight or something, the rest of, like, the, the five episodes that they had made were just posted online, and that's how you had to watch You know them. what's a 10 out of 10, Kane? What? Band of Brothers. They should definitely bring that back. Uh, I can't, I would well, as great as it is, a great as a miniseries, <laughs> ten episode. What? What? What do you mean, Band of Brothers? It's a miniseries, though. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm not saying they should bring it back. I'm just oh, saying. Oh, okay, I thought you were saying to bring it back. I was, uh, no, I I'm saying it's a ten ass. out of ten. Oh yeah, Band of Brothers is easily ten out of ten. HBO has tons of ten. You out know of what 10. show they should bring back? Game of Thrones. Boo to the waiting for the season five. Um, what was I gonna say? That's a, that's another really good show. I would love to see. I mean, there's so many shows I'd love to see more of that were too short. Like, there's a lot of anime in that sense. There's a lot of actual shows. Yeah. Um. I think trying to think of other shows, or I, I can't. I just can't think of any right now. But Firefly is the one that comes to mind. That I'm just like, fuck. Yeah. 
Well, oh, oh well, shit. Yeah, they could easily do it with Firefly. Because Doctor Who was canceled for like 10, 12 years before they Doctor brought it Who back. Doctor Who was the longest running no, fucking it was, television it was show of all time. No, but it, it was canceled. Like, the, the, no shows were being made for like... They canceled like the last... Like 1990-something. Like 92. And then it, was, it wasn't until like 2005 they brought it back. So it was like... like 12, 13 years. The thing is, is they have a very convenient storytelling narr- uh, device to bring That's true, back but new they could, actors and stuff like this. Like, you know, they, I mean, they could start it over like right where they left off. Yeah. But in between, when they first canceled it and they brought it back, there was a there's like a TV miniseries account like ninety nine or no, it was like two thousand two thousand one, where yeah. they were basically testing the waters and it became popular. Like, well, maybe we'll make that, and then they did. They brought it back. It's freaking awesome. Yeah, David Tennant was the best doctor. We all know Which it. Which one's David Tennant? I forget. I don't know what number he is. Nine? Nine. Was he the first one? Of the? He's like the most popular doctor. The, the what's his, like, what, what does he look like? Scrawny, dark the, hair. Oh, dark hair, the nerdy one? You're thinking of the newest one, I think. Not oh, the one that wears bow ties. No, the one the bow tie was the most recent one to, to die. Yeah, so he does look nerdy. The one right before him is David Tennant, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. one at my favorite. Matt is the, Smith is the new one, I think. Yeah, the one my favorite one is the one right before David Tennant. That's my favorite. Really? He only did like half a season. Yeah, but he was good. He was the one that brought it back, though. I mean, uh, he was like the Doctor Who that made it. Oh yeah, again. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. The thing is, is there's an unlimited number or like quantity of media that can be produced that I will consume. <laughs> like, there's so many shows that I love, but it's just like, holy crap, I'll never have enough time to watch them all. Well, same here. Me. Like right now, I still have to catch up on the, la- the most recent season of Walking Dead, Breaking Bad's last two seasons. I a lot of this is because I worked insane hours and have yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, Game of Thrones. I haven't seen any of the newest season. I'm working on Orange. I have is the them new... all if you want them. Uh, I I do too. I just haven't watched it. But um, Game of Thrones or not Game of Thrones, Orange is the New Black. I'm watching right now because Lisa got into it and it interested me. Yeah, everyone loves it. It's actually really good. I yeah. would I would no Netflix. All the Netflix originals are really good. Well, how many House they... of Cards? House of Cards. I need Orange to watch. is the New Black. Hemlock Grove. Oh, what's Hemlock Grove about? I heard of that. Uh... It's real. I've only seen the first episode. Well, they have Arrested Development, which has brought been brought back again. Yeah, because that one was canceled after the first two seasons. They brought it back for a third or a second or whatever, and then they canceled it again, and then they brought it back. What's well, like one of the other Netflix originals? I think they're doing like one other one. But House of Cards, fucking so good. Kevin Spacey, dude. Oh, yeah, she's good too. All I can think about when I see her face, though, is Freebird and her standing on a ledge. <laughs> Force Cub. Yeah, yeah. I don't do that. And it kind of sucked for her, Lieutenant though. Dan. It kind of sucked for her, though, that she'll forever be known as Jenny. Who cares? Tom Hanks is going to forever be remembered oh, as Force She'll be Gump. remembered as a character who treated the most kind-hearted, loving, loyal person like shit for 20, 30 years. And then boned him, got pregnant, left him. And like, oh, I have AIDS now, so here's the kid. I'm dying. She has AIDS? Is that what happens in the yeah, movie? Yeah, it's, impl- it's, it's implied. It's 1985. So no, yeah. it's 1980. 1980. Well, 80, well I didn't like see her in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Oh, 81, so. Huh? I didn't see her in Philadelphia. Well, that's because it's after he died. Oh! oh so Philadelphia, kind of nerd Philadelphia was, be- was actually made before Forrest Gump. Oh. Because yeah, he, he won, won the... the Academy Award the uh, 98... Like he won for it, and then 92, or he was 92, 90. I think it was 92 he won, and then 
I, I thought it was 93, 94, but you, you might be right. Oh, I thought it was earlier. I thought, because I thought one was at one point. So. You might be right. I'm not saying I'm you're not. sure it was. Look it up. Oh, it's 93, 94. 94. Yeah, so, well, because... Well, okay, that's a... Okay, Philadelphia itself, I would not say it's a 10 out of 10. No, but... But Tom Hanks' performance, performance in it... Well, dude, is... I actually... I've never amazing. actually... Amazing. Let, let me admit this up front. Look, I'm a guy who loves classic movies and all these great movies. Okay? My family got on my case because I've never seen all of Top Gun the other day. Okay? Oh, no, that movie sucks. I'm sorry. Just shut the fuck up, Kane. Anyway... Moving on to Philadelphia. <laughs> Moving on to Philadelphia. What the fuck? Look, I love movies, but sometimes I just watch the movies that I I know I'm going to like and that appeal to my interests. But anyway, so going on to Philadelphia, I've never seen all of Philadelphia all the way through. And I went over to your folks' house a couple weeks ago and Philadelphia was on and I ca- caught like the last 40 minutes. Tearjerker, right? I was like nearly in tears and was absolutely just blown away by the performances in those 40 minutes i did you even see the the opera scene, the opera scene? With tom hanks? i've seen the opera scene before which is regarded as probably the freaking best acting of i've time. seen the opera scene. that might yeah if i had to pick like that's probably one of the best things ever made. yeah cinematography I, I, is fantastic everything is so good yeah that the, the opera scene in philadelphia is if it's not the greatest scene of acting in movie history it's the top it's in the top three i was just remember being like this is why tom hanks is good this is why denzel is good even some of these other guys who had throwaway roles no fucking that movie is it's it's not there is a couple imperfections yeah it's a near perfect movie it's i I was pretty surprised because i i went into it and i started watching it i was like not everybody loves them gays. Well, not everybody's into that deep of a drama. But what I'm saying is, is like, if you take it from like a cinematographer, like if you aspect can, at acting, there isn't the writing, there isn't anything literally, perfect about it. Literally, the movie. What's great about it is it takes, uh, it takes me a like I almost don't, I I don't want to sound like a dick, but it's like literally the like the AIDS epidemic and all this stuff of the '80s almost has nothing to do with me, and so I can't really sympathize with it that much. But it takes me from my place of like complacency and non-caring and literally takes me back into another time that I didn't ever know. I wasn't born in that time. I've never seen it. And puts me in this struggle, engrosses me in this struggle, makes me care for this human being who isn't even real. Do you know why that movie is so great? It's because it takes a person who, that movie is a prime example of like, here's a person who's sick and yes, he's gay. Yes, he is. Everything that a lot of people will disagree with. But he's still somebody's son. He's still yeah. somebody's brother. He's still somebody's yeah. lover. And that that alone, the fact that he's part of humanity is why you should have sympathy with it. Not the fact that he's gay, but the fact that he's a human being. That's yeah. exactly what that movie said. No, that movie... I guess my, my problem with it... And it's a slight problem. It really is a slight problem. We don't and it really should... <laughs> I'm just kidding. It really should be a 10 out of 10. I don't know why I'm not rating it, but... My... Because it didn't have John Travolta doing a disco dance scene. With <laughs> <laughs> it, to me, it wasn't as realistic as it was. It is a victim of its time where being gay, even despite what the point of the movie was still taboo. So they kept a lot. Oh, yeah. well, they didn't. They kept a lot of shit out. They, to be truly realistic, they should have. They should have shown, shown a more. penis going into an anus. No, I didn't have to no, do that. But, I'm but just my, saying. My only argument with that is... I ain't no queer. Not, and then spitting on his hand and rubbing his dick. 
argue with that is the fact that Dallas Buyers Club was made recently, and it's that it's not as taboo of a subject now as it was back then, and, and it, that movie isn't anymore. I haven't seen. I haven't seen that. Philadelphia. So I well, I'm not saying it needs to be provocative. I just think like. I don't think they needed to show sexual intercourse. In no, 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 no. I, I was joking. I think this theater scene gets it across. Really I well. okay, okay. I, I just say I think that the, the the relationship between Tom Hanks and Tony Banderas, it just didn't seem as good as both of those actors were. And there's nothing wrong with their performance. I just think like they should have showed him a little bit more. You just couldn't buy into it. I'm, well, I would have liked to know like okay, so Tom Hanks got he had gotten AIDS from like a sexual encounter in a movie theater. What now was he dating Tony Banderas? Yes, because it does talk about a. Uh, well, how does it? Uh, a, 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 it does talk about because it says, like, and at that time you had, because the lawyer brings up the fact, like, you had multiple partners because you had a, you had a monogamous partner, which wasn't so monogamous because you cheated on him right at the theater. And he said yes. And she's like, thus. Okay, but that's my problem. maybe, maybe infecting Antonio Banderas is what, her point was, he's being reckless. That's the point she was trying to make. Yeah, no, I get that. But to me, I guess this is just nitpicking. In reality, it is a perfect movie. But I would have, like, for me, it's just like, how the fuck does Antonio Manderas' character feel about that shit? To me, that's like... And he says, Miguel has forgiven me. Yeah. Duh, uh, Okay, well, I guess I'm and wrong. So, so <laughs> no. no, you have that, valid... Comp- if that wasn't expressed to you in the movie, that wasn't well, expressed to you in the movie. Well, apparently it was, and I just missed it. Well, because well, she says still. that to him, and he kind of smiles and looks at Miguel, and he said, like, Miguel has forgiven me for that, and he's like, and Miguel's tearing up, and he's like, yeah, I have. Oh, right, fair enough. I guess yeah. I, I guess... Well, look. Well, let's end it on that. Here's, what I, here's what I have to say, guys. <laughs> Check out everything we talked about. Check out bands, Zale. Check out bands, Under Oath, Malian and Sons of Desert, Animals as Leaders, Fleet Foxes. Check out The Beatles. Check out Dredge. Check out uh, At the Drive-In. Do not check out Manchester Orchestra. Check out Manchester Orchestra so that you can side with Kane in hating them. Check out the podcast we listed. Because, I mean, here's the thing, like, we love doing this podcast, but as much as we love it, we are fans of things. Yeah, oh, yeah. Especially podcasts. Listening to podcasts for years is what got us into doing this podcast. Um, Smodcast by Kevin Smith, the the maker of Clerks and Mallrats and Chasing Amy, um, and his other shows. That's what got. That's what really got both of us into podcasts. podcasts. For sure. You were like, have you ever listened to podcasts? Check out this Smodcast by Kevin Smith. We listen to it all the time. And we listened to the Harry Potter episodes, and it fucking blew me away. To to this day, uh, Harry Scotter and the and Hefty the de- Swallows <laughs> is the greatest podcast I've ever heard. Seriously, the part best one, things, part one and part two. The but best, part one is the best. Yeah, the best things that Smodcast talks about: Harry Potter, Jaws, Nazis, and Canada. Not, not Nazis, Hitler. They, Hitler, Hitler. Yeah. Hitler is their specific. Those are their four coaches. <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, so. Uh, Go ahead. Check out Welcome to Night Vale because they are fucking absolutely incredible. Fictional podcast. Pretty much everybody's checking Check out, out The Nerdist. Check out Star Talk from Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, check out these movies we're talking Astronomy about. Astronomy Cast is a really good Astronomy one, Astronomy Cast. It's it's not... It's very informative. It's not necessarily entertaining, but you will learn a lot of shit from it. Yeah, for sure. So, alright, anyways... But, um, yeah, that's Zula Tanks for this week. And uh, uh, I'm Kane. And I'm Rhett. It's a trap. It's a trap.